This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. If you shopped for groceries at a Sobeys this weekend, you would have noticed a big change. No more single-use plastic bags. Are you okay with that, or did you get caught out? Apparently, you can buy paper bags for a dime each. They can be much more expensive elsewhere, by the way. Or did you bring your own reusable bags? Do you remember them? Pretty soon, that's how it's going to be everywhere. Ottawa is on track to ban a variety of single-use plastics from businesses and eateries by next year. That means no more plastic straws, bags, food utensils. And it's part of the strategy to combat the country's plastic pollution that will include more recycling. Of course, we've talked about the hodgepodge of recycling regimes and the fact that much of what we put in blue boxes ends up in landfills. What do you think of all of this? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, let's go to Michelle Gentner, co-owner of Unboxed Market, and Keith Brooks, Program Director of Environmental Defense Canada. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, so uh, have you seen any evidence that people are starting to adjust to this, Keith Brooks? I do see some evidence that people are adjusting to it. I mean, we... Um, you know, are, are talking to our supporters over email and on Facebook and through Twitter and other social media about this plastics ban, and we see a tremendous amount of enthusiasm and support for the government moving forward on this. I think people are, are just sickened by this plastics situation. They're sickened about hearing the stories about, you know, animals found dead with bellies full of plastic. They're tired of hearing about Canadian garbage ending up overseas. Uh, in countries that don't want it, and that being sent back, and they're waiting, they're ready for action. There was a poll done late in 2019 that said over 80% of Canadians support a ban on some single-use plastics. Okay. Uh, Michelle, have you had an increase in the number of customers as as people are starting to mentally prepare themselves for this? Uh, We have uh, new customers who come in every day. I'm not sure which part is is uh, causing that. Definitely there is some awareness uh, on behalf of our uh, customers and how they are responding to the changes in the environment. And I think that some of it is just, um, as he said, a lot of just people being fed up. And some of it is people kind of going past the being fed up and trying to get to the next step on their own as they see the government is starting to shift. Uh, Yeah, and uh, so... The single-use, the big plastic bags are banned at Sobeys. But, I mean, occasionally I shop, say, at Whole Foods, and they give you a really nice heavy paper bag to take things out on, but they still have those single-use plastic bags for for putting your vegetables or whatever into. uh, How is, is that going to change, Keith Brooks? What's going to replace that? 
Well, there are options that people can use. You can you can use a, a mesh bag that's reusable, or you don't even need that little, that little thin film bag, actually, right? You can just put your vegetables directly into your cart or directly into your other bag or what have you. Uh, you know, you can wash them before you, you use them anyway. So there's no reason to be putting those in an extra plastic bag. But we you don't can't know put them into exactly, a cart. They'll you know, fall through. Pardon me? You can't put them on a cart. They'll fall through. If you have green beans and you stick them in your cart... Well, maybe maybe with green beans, maybe there's some things that you know could come in in, in boxes. I mean, there are alternatives in in most cases. I mean, definitely, people have been eating green beans before the advent of plastic and managed to find a way to to carry them around and get them to the table and et, et cetera. Um, but you know, we don't we don't yet know exactly what is going to be banned. We don't yet know exactly what the timing is going to be. You know, the, the the report that came out last week was a scientific assessment of looking at the state of plastics, and it, said, and it issued a call to action with providing, providing the justification that the government you know, needs, as, as though they need any more, to take action on plastics. But specifically what they're going to do and what's going to get banned, we don't know the answer to that yet. Uh, I have a question. So what I have been starting to see in places that are environmentally conscious is using bamboo for all kinds of things, including uh, disposable cutlery and all of that. Is that, in the long run, a big solution, Keith? Um, it might be in some cases. I don't. There's not a single solution to to the. Uh, to the issue here. I mean, there's a bunch of different products that are going to be used in a bunch of different uh, areas. Uh, bamboo cutlery may be, may be part of it. I mean, I think really for cutlery, we should be having reusable cutlery that we can carry around with us. Um, it's not that, it's not that uh, onerous, actually, to be you know, packing a, a fork and a knife. I mean, people have na- are now carrying water bottles with them. They're carrying reusable bags with them. Having reusable cutlery is another thing we should be having. Right, but what I'm asking is that, say, a lot of people start using bamboos. Or, uh, bamboo is is that can that be end up being a source of pollution itself? Um, there, there, I'm, there may be some impacts associated with the use of bamboo. I mean, there's always unintended consequences. But what's important to understand is that I mean, bamboo, paper, a lot of these other products, they come from nature and they will go back to nature. They are, they are you know, from the environment. They're, they're wood products fundamentally, and they will biodegrade and go back into uh, nature. But plastic doesn't do that. It is a very unique material, and it, and it has its, uh, you know, benefits because of its uniqueness. But the, the problem that we've realized is that it, it doesn't ever, it never breaks down, and there's nowhere for it to go. And so this plastic has just been building up and building up in our environment, and it's, it's not sustainable. Uh, and that's, that's why, really, we're taking action on plastics. I mean, we, we want to, even within the plastics economy, we want to go towards what they call a circular economy, where it's, which is more like a natural system, where things are, are getting reused, you know, recycled, reused, put back into new material over and over again. Um, but that can only work with plastics so much, unlike with natural products, Michelle, uh, what do you offer your customers if they don't bring their own whatever? So for our store, we don't have those uh, little bags. We don't have single-use plastics in our store at all. That's always an eye-opener for people the first time they come in if they're not aware of our store before they come in. Um, We do have 
cotton bags available for purchase if people need to take, for example, the green bean and not worry about it falling through their cart. But we also have very small shopping carts with very small holes in them. So our customers are generally fine even with the beans loose um, or whatever, grapes, whatever you have it as your small items. We do have those cotton bags. We have mesh bags. Uh, We have our reusable tote bags. We have all sorts of different branded products from different companies, including bags for snacks and things that you can use as uh, lifestyle um, options as opposed to, say, a Ziploc bag or um, um, saran wrap or tinfoil, those kinds of things. We try to offer alternatives so that people can cut those single-use plastics out in different aspects of their life. And do you have paper boxes, I don't know, for mushrooms? We have lots of boxes. We always have... It's kind of the the running thing with Unboxed Market is because we don't package in all of those um, plastics and things, we inevitably have boxes because things still need to get to us somehow. Uh, So people can take boxes. We also offer paper bags. Our paper bags, though, are meant as a final resort, and we charge the cost of them. So it's 50 cents for a paper bag. Um, We're doing it deliberately as an encouragement for our customers to bring their own reusable bags and use them as opposed to using a disposable thing because even though it is, as Keith said, made out of plants and it is a fiber and it will go back to nature. It is still part of the disposable side of our society that we're trying to shift away from. So having something being reused is better than um, having any kind of single-use item, regardless of its manufacture. Okay, let's take a call from Brian in East York. Hi, Brian. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. How are you? I'm excellent. I I went shopping at Sobeys yesterday. Okay. A brand-new experience. Yep. Number one... They don't have uh, a plastic bags anymore. Right. So they do have a kind of a, a weaker cloth bag, but it went, uh, instead of $0.05, cents, it's $0.50. Cents. Okay. And they have another bag that is a little stronger that actually you could probably get out to the park a lot and to your car without the bag falling apart, and it's $5, that bag. Wow, that's a lot. But I have a, a fairly strong bag, one bag I take, and I had about four of the old plastic, you know, the plastic bags in it that I had pre-used a few days before. The, the person who was cashing me out would not touch the plastic bag. It's like the plastic bags have the plague. <laughs> okay. So guess what that does? Now, here I am, the cloth bag... He put my milk, the heavy stuff in it. The other one, all that I have to pack myself. So the person behind me in the store is now waiting till I do all my packing, you see? Okay. So not only have they slowed up the process of getting in and getting out, they exchanged it from five cents to a miraculous 50 cent price. And then you can go right up to the $5 one if you want to get the one that is a little stronger. And uh, the comment and the previous guy is, what did we used to do in the, the old days? We had paper bags. That's Everybody got a paper bag. Weren't they, I thought they had paper bags at Sobeys. Old brown paper bags we used to have way back. I thought they had those at Sobeys. Yes, they did way back then. They don't, no, these ones now, are the 50-cent the ones are kind of a bit of... It uh, looks like a clothy material. Being Sobeys, it's green, of course. But it isn't as strong as the $5 one, of course. Okay, Brian, so thanks for that. When you go I... to the store, if you take a few plastic bags, don't expect that person. They can't. They don't even touch them now. Okay. They're afraid of them. Okay, thanks, Brian. Let's go to 
Warren in Oshawa. Hi, Warren. Hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. Excellent topic today. Um, a few months ago, a Canadian investigation show um, did a series about um, recycling. They put three GPS trackers into the recycling. This is out in Western Canada. And three different major players picked up the recycling and took it. One went to an actual recycling facility that the plastic and all the tins got ground up. The other tracker they traced to a landfill site, and the other tracker was traced to incinerator. So my question is, why do we recycle when two-thirds of it was not going to the place where it was meant to be, to be recycled, reused? Like, what's the use of recycling? Then it just goes, goes into a landfill. Well, there are a lot of people working on that, trying to fix that problem. Part of the problem being that there's different rules in every municipality and sometimes I think you need a PhD to figure out what goes in the blue box and if you make a mistake the entire blue box goes to landfill so you know we have all kinds of possible solutions but you're right it, it's it's a terrible system right now Warren thanks for your call uh, Keith do you have any comment on that yeah I mean, in Canada, we only recycle 9% of the plastic that we use, and it's, it's atrocious. It's a, a very, you know, we, can, we can't continue to go on only recycling 9%. And there's a bunch of reasons for that, um, one of which is, is that there's no end markets, which is to say there's no demand for plastic that can be recycled right now. We used to send it all to China, and then 2018, China said, we don't want your plastic anymore. And so this plastic has been backing up, and it's been backing up in municipalities. It's, be, it's in recycling facilities. It's some of the plastic that has gone to the, to the Philippines or to Malaysia. And we're just waking up to the fact that actually nobody wants this plastic. Uh, and, and it's cheaper to make new plastic than it is to recycle old plastic. And also the plastic gets contaminated. Also, a company can make a new product. They can put it on the store shelves, and there's no requirement that it, has, that it can be recyclable let alone that it actually gets recycled. So there's a bunch of, of problems in the system. The federal government, you know, last week the announcement was about them banning certain single-use plastics, but they've also committed to a pretty comprehensive uh, approach that is going to make recycling a lot better. And it includes requ requiring companies use some recycled content in new plastics to create demand for those recycled materials so that it actually does get recycled. Okay, we'll have to see how that one works out. Michelle, Brian was very exercised that the person at the cash at Sobeys refused to touch <laughs> his plastic bags. If, if, if I bring a, a plastic bag into your store, will, will uh, somebody working for you help, help me pack it? Or, Absolutely. Um, we have no problem helping people with all parts of our store. It's it's very much a community here, and we want to make sure that people feel welcome. So definitely bring a plastic bag. We would much rather see you reusing that plastic bag than feeling embarrassed about, you know, a lot of people come in and they go, I'm so sorry, I have a plastic bag. And it's, that's awesome that you have that bag, that you're using it again, that you didn't just dispose of it. No problems, no questions. We will help you um, with any part. And you know what? I, I have a feeling that maybe that was a, a, a rogue person. I don't know that that would have been Sobey's policies. Don't touch the plastic bag. Uh, that might have been somebody deciding on their own, but who knows? Yeah, I can't, I can't speak to Sobey's policies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, exactly. But yeah, I, I can see how, how something like that would be fairly annoying. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Hi, Libby. How are you today? Fine. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Yes, uh, I'm an, uh, an older retired person, and uh, recycling is a very big part of my, my life. I, I, I believe in it very strongly. And uh, I've never had a problem bringing plastic bags to the supermarket and not having the cashier not want to uh, touch it. Uh, but uh, when I'm in supermarkets, uh, it, it really annoys me to see the amount of plastic. And there is one place that I go to occasionally. It's at uh, Wilson and Keel. I don't know if I can name the, the, the supermarket, but the, everything there already seems to, to, to have come uh, wrapped in plastic. All the vegetables and everything are already packaged in plastic, and I think they get most of the stuff imported. So uh, I think something should be uh, changed in, in that place, too, about, about, because so that's a, a great uh, source of, of uh, uh, unreusable plastic. Yeah, and you know what? Some of what what annoys me about that stuff is that you know I'm I'm shopping for two people in our household, and sometimes things are packaged, and it's it's just too much. Don't need all that stuff. And if you want to buy it, if you want if you want a small cucumber, you have to buy eight of them at a time someday, and you know a couple That's of those right. are going to go bad. Uh, yeah. Rudy, thank you very much for your call. Thank you, Libby. Okay, we have been talking about the plastics ban. It's come into effect at Sobeys. It will be coming into effect all over in a year's time, and people have to get used to it. And Keith Brooks, do you see containers for takeout food as a bigger problem? I mean, here in Liberty Village, uh, it doesn't seem like very many people cook, and those containers are everywhere. A lot of them are styrofoam. I've seen that some people who sell have moved to paper, but not that many. Yeah, those takeout containers are a problem. Um, The styrofoam ones, most of them don't get recycled. The City of Toronto does take them. Uh, but we don't think that they recycle most of them, and, and it's hard to recycle styrofoam. There's not much demand for it, but also food containers are often contaminated with, with food, and, and so they can't actually be recycled. It, it ends up being poor quality. And the other ones that don't get recycled mostly is, is black plastic containers, so those, those takeaway uh, clamshells at the black bottom and the, and the plastic top, the black part doesn't get recycled, and that's usually because the machine that uh, sorts out the recycling, it can't see that container sitting on a black conveyor belt, and so that also doesn't get recycled. Mm-hmm. And we've seen so much takeout containers um, aren't getting recycled. It, it, it is a problem, but, you know, we do have solutions. Okay. Uh, let us take a few calls. We've got Michael in Bolton. Hi, Michael. Yeah, hi. Um you know, the liquor store uh, still uses paper bags, but I used to manage a, a, a grocery store down in downtown Toronto. And before the, the ban, we had 25,000 transactions in a week, and the average person would take at least three bags. After the ban, that dropped down to, after, after we charged five cents a bag, that dropped down to only 25,000, <laughs> 25, it was 75,000, sorry, 75,000 bags a week in that one store without the five cents. And then after the five cents, it dropped to 25,000. Uh, the other thing I was going to mention is, I don't know if you're aware of it, but uh, Ontario is banning uh, plastic uh, water bottles next year, in yep. 2021. And, uh, you know, you see those, those, those plastic bottles everywhere. 
people just throw them on the ground and don't think the water in the ground is going to absorb them. But you just see them everywhere, and, I, and I'm glad to see that ban. Yeah, and you just have to remember uh, to bring your own water bottle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I've never bought water bottles. I mean, you take it out of the tap, you buy those uh, those reusable, uh, you know, drink things, and, uh, you know, it's fine for, for me, and it should be for most people. But next year, the band, great. Okay. Thanks for that, Michael. Okay, we are, let's take one more quick one before we get some final thoughts from our guests. We've got Case and Callendon. Hi, Case. Hi, good morning. No, good afternoon. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, it was about maybe uh, 15 years ago. We used to take laundry baskets with us to the grocery stores. And, uh, yeah, they were, you just used to take them out of uh, out of your trunk, bring them into the store, put them at the end of the counter when your stuff is coming, and you put everything in these laundry baskets back into the shopping buggy and uh, load them back in your trunk. And they would uh, hold almost anything, including uh, fresh fruits and stuff. Yeah, I, I still see some of those baskets. Thanks for pointing that out, Case. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess there are all kinds of solutions. You just have to think about it. Uh, we're almost out of time. So, Michelle, what would you like to leave us with? Uh, I think the biggest thing that people need to remember as this all moves forward, it's all still very preliminary, but just to try to be a little bit more aware of your own consumption and um, what you're grabbing from the store and why do things need to go in bags that are then going in other bags that are then going in other bags, um, the, the kind of reasoning behind that and how you're um, getting your lunch and things going on throughout the day trying to shift away. It's an imperfect system, and, and humans are obviously also imperfect. So just trying to remember that, you know, every little bit that you're doing actually does make a difference and to not get daunted and um and uh, give up instead of just continuing to try all the time. Okay. And Keith, what would you like to leave us with? Um, just that we're glad to see the government moving forward to address the issue of plastics. I mean, and Michelle's totally right. Every little bit counts, and what individuals can do totally matters. And stores like hers are, are helping people realize that they can change their, their behaviors and helping us to socialize the idea that we can shop without using so much plastic. But we really do need government to, to take this step to make sure that everybody's behaving this way and that this isn't just, you know, some people who, who are, are kind of going above and beyond to reduce their plastics use. So we're li- looking forward to working with the government as they move forward and, and really hoping that they go with this comprehensive approach that does ban some of these plastics that we don't need. But uh, the other big part is this holding producers responsible, holding these companies responsible for the garbage that they make and making sure that there's more recycling, less waste, etc. Okay. Thank you, Keith Brooks and Michelle Gentner. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.